On the cover, the Earth hangs in the sky above the surface of the moon, where Jackie, William, and Darren run towards a shuttle sitting on a landing pad near a pit lined with excavators. On one of the excavators, perched like a gargoyle, is the ominous form of crushing depths. Even worse, hovering in midair between our heroes and their only chance of escape, arms crossed across his chest. Axiom. Issue 37. Flee the Moon. Will our heroes survive this encounter? Will there be a moon after this encounter? How's it going, guys? <laughs> Things are going interestingly. Darren could use a hand. Yeah! <laughs> Darren tore off her own arm last issue. I have a question about that. Yeah. Darren's arm is obviously gone. What about the hologram that she's currently wearing? Still has an arm. <laughs> what okay. is the hologram arm doing? Just, just, kind of, just kind of hanging there. Okay. It's chilling. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, so I don't know that so you nobody actually knows that no. the arm is gone. Just Got awkwardly, it. just it was your right arm or your left. Let's see. I'm personally dominant right-handed, so I would say it would be her right hand just got cut off. Okay, so you're missing your right arm. Yes, that's fine. Yeah. In theory, you do have two extras. I do, in theory, have two spares. <laughs> well then. <laughs> so anyhow. Major Ursa is pinned to the ceiling of this common area by some vines that are growing out of a lime at the moment. Mm-hmm. Jackie just freed Darren from Magnet Prison. Yes. And uh, Nightshade at this point has kind of taken a position to defend William. Debbie at this point kind of looks up at the trapped Ursa as something lands on the roof, which our readers know and our characters do not, is Axiom. Debbie takes a moment to look at that and then looks around at the uh, the rest of you. That's probably not great. And you can see that she's got like a bruise forming over one eye. Uh-huh. All right, everybody get together. We need to run. We need to get out of here. So Agreed. I'm going to try and get thought, us out of here. Should we do something about Ursa or are we just going to... Assume she's fine. Just leave her. We need to go. Okay. I I would just give her like a quick to basically kick to take the head, this opportunity she's up to, the to try to actually make a portal home. Uh, uh, maybe that's uh, some very forward thinking of me. So so but first things first. You do have a move that is relevant to this. I do. The entire time and uh, we're going to make the seal weaken further, so you can mark your track twice. Yes. You're welcome. Yes. And you're track. also welcome, Christina. <laughs> cool. So, you're just trying to make a big portal. Yep. Alright, so everyone has gathered around William, unless uh, Darren or Jackie, you are not wanting to do this for whatever reason? I, I suppose. Okay. Uh, Dr. Cassiano is definitely about getting off the moon. Yes, I, I assumed he would be. And at this point, so you've got you, you've got Debbie, you've got Nightshade, Dr. Cassiano, Darren, and Jackie. We have seven people trying to go through this portal. Here's how this is going to work. I'm going to need you to unleash your mm. powers. Mm. Which is going to be interesting. We're going to see how this goes. Please roll really high. That wasn't terrible. That's not bad. That's a, that's a ten. Okay. So here is your choice here. So this portal opens, and where were you trying to portal to? Probably an abandoned building. Okay. Uh, <laughs> there are a couple that you know of. A couple, yeah. yeah. So that's um, fine. That's Forever fine. 21. We don't, we don't necessarily need to pick which one. It immediately starts uh, attempting to close or descend. You've got seven people. 
that could in theory get through this. Before it closes, you're going to be able to get three of them through. Who are you prioritizing? Nightshade. Okay. Cassiano and Debbie. Yep. Basically, okay. we'll stay. And if okay. we can only get so many people through, uh, the team will stay. And so, seven people. What, didn't you say seven people? It did. So maybe I miscounted. Because it's you. There's four members of the team and then two extra. And then two extras. Yeah, you're right. Okay. So, yeah. That yeah. just leaves nothing but us players okay. left. So, yeah. So, sorry. It was yeah. six. I miscounted. So, if you're sending them through... As they do, as this thing eventually just snaps shut before anyone else can get through, there is a very minor like shifting of the earth under this building. Okay. Something is definitely uh, causing a, a bit of tremoring. What does uh, William feel? Is there any like snapback on his like mental snapback on the pa- on his powers? So earlier, you had definitely felt like something was watching you. Mm-hmm. Now you just feel like whatever that thing was has stopped caring so much that you were there and more started realizing that whatever is restraining it is starting to not do so as effectively and it's sort of rolling okay so there's no like i don't i don't feel anything it's not, not like i'm gonna like fall to my knees and like no or anything. not immediately okay. it's almost it's almost okay. more <laughs> ominous not having it watch you than it ha- than it watching you because now it's actively doing something mm-hmm. okay but with that you hear a uh, the hiss of an airlock. Major Ursa is still trying to get out of this, you know, viney prison in which she finds herself, making a decent bit of headway. And you can hear metallic footfalls coming down from the second level, uh, and you hear the ding of an elevator button. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So the question is, what are you doing? Please tell me there was at least music in the elevator. Music in the elevator. There's a light elevator. I think we get a panel of Axiom standing in an elevator. I think I think it's Girl from Ipanema. No. <laughs> and then we come back into the uh, the common room. That's fair. If the elevator dings, I'm gonna sort of put myself between the elevator and everyone else. Cause whatever's getting off that elevator is not gonna be good. Okay. For us, I assume. Okay. I'm going to address the group verbally, if I can, while I try and, yeah. like, set up. I guess I'll try and set up, like, basically, like, back-to-back with Jackie. And then say, okay, Portal's not going so well. I don't know if I can do that again. Does anybody have any other way off I this I have place? another way. And what do you not, got? You're not going to like it. What do you got? There's, there's, a, there's a platform. And it looks like they have a transport area. It's the same place Crushing Depths is headed to. This is at the which, first I've heard of this. At which point, Ursa just rips the last of the vines off her. You let that maniac go? What the hell is wrong with you people? Can I... Can I... I let him go. <laughs> don't, he broke out. Don't deify it with a response. We just need to run. I just want to punch her. <laughs> so you are trying to. I want to overwhelm a vulnerable foe. This definitely this counts. Okay. I think you should try that. I would like to do this. Because as she is falling, you just catch her. That is a 13... <laughs> Oof. We freed out that move for me because this is the first time we've seen this move. Okay, this is my adult move. Yeah. When you overwhelm a vulnerable foe, roll plus danger. On a hit, the fight's over. They're done. On a 10 plus, I choose one. On a 7 to 9, I choose two. So what do you want to choose on that? Okay, so my options are I take a powerful blow in turn. Two, I, ch- I cause serious collateral damage. Or I hurt my foe more than I intended. Well, what's it gonna be, Jackie? Well... Well, Sorry, this has consequences when you roll too high. 
No, well, on, on a 790, there's two, two of those. Oh, okay. There's always I understand. Else. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I think the best way to do this would be to cause collateral damage. You? Really? Okay. <laughs> do it. Do <laughs> so it. So I'm going to cause damage, collateral, collateral damage. damage. Ursa has kind of like, what the hell he wrote at you. Yeah. And is... Describe to... it. What do you do? Yeah, and she, like, <laughs> and she is like kind of like trying to like three point land from the ceiling back uh-huh. to the to the floor. How do you overwhelm this vulnerable foe? My thought is, as soon as she lands, I just kick her, and she flies straight into the door into Axiom through the elevator, just smashes into it, and sort of crushes that entire area. Yeah, I think serious collateral damage will work for that. So uh, the building isn't collapsing at this point, but that is a structural <laughs> elevator shaft. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's a comic book, don't worry about it. Okay, cool. <laughs> Whatever. So, that's, you see a sign that says load-bearing elevator. Load-bearing elevator shaft. Architecture in the world of Apex, Una, uh, Apex City does not, in fact, bear any resemblance to real-world architecture because Jeremy doesn't know how that works. <laughs> so I get that. So, yeah, you kick her through the elevator shaft and it crumbles, and you can hear from inside it this whirring that you've heard previously. And you have a little flashback of uh-huh. you in your like punk cyber bear form, standing on yes. a street, and then Axiom being directly in front of you and punching you like twenty feet back into a wall. Uh-huh. It's that sound. Do I do I also have a flashback of me spray painting a smiley face on his mask? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> sure, but that's about to happen. Yeah. So William, Darren. So, have we seen Axiom? You can hear something whirring up, but there's a lot of dust kind of... So, I still don't know that it's Axiom. Not yet. Okay. We need to go. All right. We need to go. Agreed. Let's go. Okay. So, where are you going? Um, Where are we going? (laughs) (laughs) So, who can survive in the vacuum of space? I can survive for a short period of time, but here's what I think. There has to be work suits for people. They're excavating on the surface of the moon. You would think. So, we need to go down to the platform... Um, the changing platform where the station allows workers to go out to I don't mine. think we can take the elevator to that. Well, then use the stairs, William. I know your house doesn't have those. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think stairs are going to be a problem. I think we can just like, crash through walls. Solid burning. So uh, I, think, I think at that point in the conversation is where, you, is where the dust kind of like flits around the form of Axiom. Uh-huh. And he goes, yeah, I think stairs are the least of your concerns right now. Hey, Axiom, I think we're the least of your concerns right now. Crushing depths is loose. Ah, hmm. Good play. Good play. That's a good, that is a good point you make there. I was just going to kick him, but. <laughs> <laughs> so I think you're trying to get him to turn away from I'm you. I'm provoking him. Yeah, I yeah. think yeah, that is definitely provoked. Which I have nothing of superior, but here we are. Here we are. If that doesn't work, I have a backup plan. Or oh, it's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> That's a two. Mark potential. Oh, gosh. And he kind of like rolls his neck a little bit. Yeah, I've got time for this. You're in way over your head, kid. And he is going to be shifting your labels. We haven't done this in a while. Oh, nice. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. He is shifting your danger down and your mundane up. Do you accept this? Out of principle, no. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I have doubts about my ability to actually reject his influence, but out of principle, let's let's find out. I will attempt to reject it. So go ahead and uh, yeah, roll that reject. Wait, 
so on a hit, you do successfully hold to yourself and tune them out. So on a 7 to 9, you're going to get to choose one of these things. Do you want to clear a condition or mark potential by immediately acting to prove Axiom wrong? Do you want to shift one label up and one label down of your choice? Or do you want to cancel Axiom's influence and take plus one forward against him? Ooh. You know what? I'm, I'm on a roll right now. I'm loving all this potential, so uh, I'm going to uh, summon up a demon and punch him in the face. Nice. So you're going to immediately act to prove him wrong by directly engaging him. Now, obviously, you are summoning a demon, so you have a move to use for that. I do. Before you roll, why don't you use magic on the moon? I'm also trying to decide if I have... I've never established this previously. To my knowledge, I have no ability to make my demons look any different. Yeah, I don't anyway. think we've ever, we've, we've mm-hmm. never really established so that. So this would be a poor time to establish that. Well, you don't have to have him see the demon. You can summon him underneath his feet and or behind pull him. him down. Yeah, yeah let's try that. So it's going to be behind him and like clock him in the back of the head and then immediately dissipate. Okay. Before he can like actually see what hit him. But cool. anyway, uh, to answer your question, yeah. uh, we're going to use the third option that we haven't used yet. Um, something stirs, the moon quakes, your opposition gets an opening or your situation escalates. Okay. <laughs> Because this is the perfect time for an earthquake. This yes. is the perfect time for a moonquake. Yes, it is. So, and that fits with he probably thinks you caused it. The room shifts around. Uh, the lights at this point just kind of wink off as the prime power generator gets disconnected by this shifting. I think I'm going to have this escalate the situation uh, in that I think that's also going to destabilize that airlock. Ah, nice. That you had initially come through. To call back, uh, William and Nightshade had cut through a door, and afterwards Crushing Depths had made a hole in their hallway. So now that is exposed once more to the vacuum of space! And (coughs) a furious rushing of wind accompanies whatever you directly engage. Go ahead and roll that. Uh, I will be uh, engaging with Savior, just to be clear. Okay, so you're fighting the good I'm fighting the good fight against... He is a hero. That's true. A, a hero. No, no question it. Yeah, it's a pull punch. As much as I need to pull my punch to the axiom. <laughs> Come on. That comes out to a nine. I do want to, since we haven't done this, and you are now all as a team directly engaging uh, a threat. Yes, that's correct. Uh, there is a move that we need to trigger before we decide whether this is a nine or a ten. Because... You are now entering battle against a dangerous axiom as a team. Who's leading this fight? William. Yeah, at this point, I think William took this the whole initiative. operation was my uh, yeah was my idea. No one sorry, listens sorry. to Darren, who's worried about the bigger threat here. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm ready to go, but like to be fair, in our last in our last fight, Darren was the bigger threat. If we're being honest, no, it's true. All right, so that brings us to two. In the pool. Uh, William, do you have influence over both Darren and Jackie? Yes. I think so. All right. So that's another one in the pool. That takes us to three. Let's go around the table. Jackie, what is your purpose in this fight? You know, I'm not really sure. I don't like Axiom, so my 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 goal here is to frustrate or beat him up. Beat up Axiom? William? Uh, escape. Escape? Okay. And Darren? Stop crushing depths. Okay, so none of those are the same, so we're definitely no. not going to add that team. Uh, do any of you mistrust each other at this point? I don't think so. Probably not. Yeah. I don't think as much as it would make sense, I actually don't think you're ill-prepared or off-balance. You knew things were going to get bad up here. So that brings us to three in the pool. Does anyone want to use one to make that directly engage yeah, a ten? Take that into a ten. Who can help? I Who mean, wants to help? 
I would definitely help if it means me getting to punch Axiom. It might. Would you like to punch Axiom from I the front? I would love to punch Axiom from the front. Cool. So, you're, so you see the demon pop up behind him, and you engage at the same time. That pushes that up to a 10, which means, William, you can't uh, impress, surprise, or frighten, but you can choose two of those other options. We're going to lean into the narrative. I will be uh, resisting or avoiding blows. Good option. That is what William good, does. Good option. Um, and also creating an opportunity for my allies, because that just makes perfect sense for what we just said. Nice. It does. And what opportunity are you trying to create? An opportunity for Barium yes. to uh, try and uh, do a surprise attack on Axiom yeah. before he can react. So like a follow-up? Yeah. yeah. So I'm hitting him from behind. The demon immediately dissipates. Mm-hmm. And then as he turns to look at what hit him... Yeah. Uh, create an opportunity. Jackie is already coming from the front. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Barium, do you want to follow up on that? Oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to follow up on that. Okay, you're definitely going to follow up on that. How are you going to follow up on that? So, I assume he's not vulnerable yet. Oh, God. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> not even a little I bit. I didn't assume. Just because I'm hitting him in the back doesn't mean anything. Yeah. So, I'm just going to directly engage that threat. Okay, how are you doing this? Uh, so, I'm already coming up at him. He's turning around. So, I'm going to throw everything I have into just. Hitting him, like, you know, probably double fisted, just smashing him in the back. Okay, like axe handle, like, smashing yeah, him yeah. Back. All right, cool. Yeah, that is definitely directly engaged. Go ahead and do that. All right, and I'm going to pull in in a china shop on this to Perfect. cause some collateral damage That's here. Structural <laughs> elevator. <laughs> I mean, at this point, let's find out. Okay, I'm also going to take my bull's heart plus one to frustrate my rival, which is Axiom. That is fair. Okay, so, so I've got a plus four on this. Which is the most you can which have. Which is the most I could get. And that is an 11 base. <laughs> so that is a 15. <laughs> yeah, all these options that we're getting are for 10 through 12. What happens when you go, like, significantly over? It's just 10 extra. To be fair, I do have the option as the GM of this here game to make it extra big, and I think I'm going to. So we see that. I think this is, like, a full page, like, of barium, you know, as, as action kind of like turns to see what hit him in the back of the head, just taking that opportunity to like axe handle, smash him in the back. I imagine there's some um, sort of charge up, you know. Yeah, there's there's like... Um, DBZ style. Yeah, yeah something yeah, like that. Uh, <laughs> you, de- you definitely have like speed lines, right? Oh, uh, yeah. And you're, and you're uh, porcupine... Anyways, what, what do you have right now? I'm eagle right you're now. Eagle Yo, right so now. all your eagle you feathers eagle stand feathers. up on end up. and they like fluff yeah. up and pointy and oh, yellow. That's yeah. real good. <laughs> and... Okay. with your arms behind you. So before before we before we finish this narrative, what three are you picking off of that list? Because you okay. have to pick three at this point, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to impress, surprise, or frighten. Fair. Create an opportunity for my allies to get the hell out of here while Fair. he's distracted. Fair. And my gut says I want to take something from him, but I'm not sure what I can take from him at this point. Destroy the rest of the elevator. So you could take his... Uh footing by just knocking out the bottom of the elevator. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean he can fly, that. but still. I can either do that or I can just resist his blows, which might be the smartest thing to do at this point. <laughs> I'm guessing he's a heavy hitter. He is. Okay. He definitely is. I'm going to play this smart for once okay. and resist or avoid his blows. Okay. I think creating the opportunity to run away is enough. That's good. So, so create an opportunity and press surprise or frighten and resist yes. or avoid blows. That is a probably a pretty good idea. I'm going to uh, go with idea. So... We see Jackie hit Axiom in the back, and the the page following is, I think, reaction shots. Darren, what does your face look like? All six eyes. <laughs> Which I know you just, can't... Just, like, pop open at once. Yeah, I just go, just like, oh, no. <laughs> William, what does your reaction shot look like? 
I'm just going to, uh, actually, no, I, 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 William is incredibly pleased at this, at this hit. Like, yeah, all right. <laughs> Boyish delight. So you knock Axiom through a couple of walls, definitely wreck the rest of that. You've been living in a world made of cardboard. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely a world of cardboard moment. Yes, yes it uh, is. Axiom just got knocked out by Santa Claus. I'm trying to... That's right! Because you know it was me! So, whenever, so hold on. Whenever, whenever an NPC uh, uh, marks a condition, they do get to make a condition move. And I'm trying to decide which one Axiom is going to do. Yeah, I just want to run away. Well, yeah, I did, I so did give us an opportunity. So does that hit before the, before yes, the opportunity? It, it happens before yeah. anything else. Okay. It happens immediately. You knock Axiom through a couple of walls, and you can see... In the distance, a momentary blue like flash, and then you can see a trail kind of coming through that, and you can hear a very small voice in the back of your head that is T goes, Oh no. <laughs> T and T starts feeding you information. Uh-huh. Because I think I think the move that's going to be revealed here is Axiom's nature. As you've been fighting with Axiom, with this AI in your head, yeah. T has been trying to access that suit. T now dumps a bunch of information into your head that maybe gives you pause. Okay. Because there is no one in that suit. Oh, okay. The other two Axioms were people in suits. Axiom 3 is the suit. And that suit oh, is gosh. coming And that suit is coming oh, at you. Oh my god. <laughs> it's coming at you. So many ideas in my head right now. Real, real fast. Oh my Get gosh. in the suit. Yes! <laughs> I want to put <laughs> I want to do it. What are you two up to, Darren and William? Barium does yes. in fact have Axiom's attention. How are you going to capitalize on that, or are you? You have the opportunity. I'm. Underrun. I'm prioritizing the fact that Crushing Debs is heading one to an escape that'll take him to Earth to another mm-hmm. bloody massacre. Yeah. So I. I, I don't care if you guys are ready. I'm running away, even I'm by myself or not. Absolutely, I'm with you. While we're running, you had mentioned in our escape plan that you have a way for me to at least temporarily survive in vacuum. Don't know what'll do to you. Fair enough. Me either. But well. at this point, like, I think Jackie's all right temporarily. You're, we know so, you're all right temporarily. I'm the only one that's in, like, extremely vulnerable here. The other option here, I can mutate my powers to overcome this danger facing you. Facing me? Well, it's I, my powers can overcome an obstacle that are a threat. I consider this a threat to us. I still right? feel like we can at least t- attempt this. Yeah, that'll work too. I'm just saying yeah. as a backup. As a backup right. plan, right. That, that is a decent backup. As a backup right. plan, I can summon a demon and sure. just kind of In shoot theory. through this. But yeah. I I know that I can eat my planet's moss. I know it'll treat me fine, and I can last a couple hours in the vacuum space without really experiencing too much hurt, but I don't know what it'll do to you with a completely different physiology. But you know We're really not... We don't really don't have, we don't have time to consider this. All right, yeah. cool. Here you go. I, I slap a bluish, slimy, uh, slightly twitching pile of moss in your hand. Oh, I love that. Yes. Gillyweed. Okay. Yeah. No, Gillyweed, though. <laughs> Gillyweed's like chewy. This this will fight it from going down your throat. Oh, you have to excellent. kind of be an aggressive eater um, about it. Do, do, we, do we need to make any rolls for this? Yes. Are you going to eat this this horrible alien moss thing? I intend to. I was wondering okay. if you need to roll to create it. No. No, no I just packed no, it with I, me before we came. I'm fine with that. We don't have to. <clears throat> we can gloss over that. But to eat this thing, I am going to need you to overcome an obstacle, which means I'll mention your powers. <laughs> 
You have to. Okay, I mean, sure. It's, yeah. It's not magic on the upside. It's just weird alien moss. Okay, cool. Uh, Do I need a roll? No. You know what? Freak makes a total total sense for this. There so. we go. It does. <laughs> I got an eight. On a seven to nine, you can either mark a condition or I will tell you how it is unstable or temporary. <laughs> you know what? I, I'm going to mark a condition for this because that just makes sense. Um, I like unstable or temporary, though. That seems really fitting for like this weird uh, drug you just took. This could be like my that's, that's, planet's like. Alaska. I agree, but I'm also scared of making this unstable or temporary mm, when fair. I know know that what I want fair. it to do. That is fair. <laughs> so, what do you want to mark? Is nauseous a condition? <laughs> oh man! You can do afraid or insecure. Yeah, actually, either of those would really work. Mm. Afraid it would wear off. Feeling insecure about this alien technology that you just ingested. <laughs> alien pharmaceutical. <laughs> Medical technology. Yeah. Um, I'm going to reason this slightly differently. Okay. If that's cool. Sure. Uh, I'm going to go and remark guilty again, but that's more because I'm feeling guilty that we're leaving, like, as we're running away. That's fair. That we are leaving Jackie behind. That is fair. That is perfectly fair. That's fair. So you shove this down your throat, and momentary warning, this could get weird. So... You shove this thing down your throat. It is definitely, as Darren said, trying to fight you on this. Okay. And about halfway down, you feel it just expand. And for a moment, you are choking. You can't actually get anything past it. And then as you start to just, you know, almost black out, you realize that it's just forcing oxygen into your lungs and out. It's respirating for you. So it doesn't feel great. It feels very, very weird. (laughs) That's horrifying. Once you are out into the vacuum of space, not that it would matter anyway, because no sound in a vacuum... But you physically can't get air past your vocal cords. Okay. I like that. That's really bomb. I like it. That's really bomb. Thank you. You're welcome. It's pretty cool. So let's stay with this scene for just a minute. But it's also not going to solve my other problem, is it? Not really. Of what? Of the vacuum of space. Yeah. I mean, that generally, that's not necessarily immediate. Um, People think it is, but it actually does take a little bit. So... 10 minutes, 10, 12 minutes. Usually more like two, but... Um, yeah, demon. not enough time for me to run down an entire thing. I'm going to have to demon up demon. and then breathe. I think that would... I think that would... Yeah, that could help you with, with the explosive yeah. decompression. Yeah. yeah. So anyhow, as we see you exiting the hub, uh, I'm assuming through that hole in the... Uh, you know, mm-hmm. We're basically in. following the vac where the air is rushing, I'm guessing. Yeah. Uh, as we see you exit, we do see that big pit that... Um, was being excavated, is slowly starting to kind of crumble in from the center. It's like just crumbling. Mm-hmm. And Darren, William, what are you doing at this point? I am trying to get eyes on crushing depths. Okay. Where can I see? I feel like that's assessing the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and roll plus superior. Nice oh, roll. ten. Nice. Uh, but I'm guilty, so it's an eight. So on a seven to nine, you do get to ask one thing off of that table. Uh, so what here can I use to blank? What here is the biggest threat? What here is in the greatest danger? What here is most vulnerable? Or how could we best end this quickly? And you do get plus one while acting on the answers to that question. So whatever you think is most important to get a plus one on. <laughs> yeah. I want to ask what here is the greatest danger, but I don't know. I would think it's crushing deaths, but there's also that thing at the center of the moon that mm-hmm. might be the greatest danger. <laughs> and I think we already know what the greatest danger is. I just don't know where it is or what it's doing. So so if you do ask that question, it, it does kind of give you that information. You have okay. to know that narratively mm-hmm. somehow, right? All right. All right. What here is the biggest threat? Mm-hmm. Okay. The biggest immediate threat is, in fact, crushing deaths. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah. Because whatever's going on with the moon, it's taking some time. All right. Uh, 
Um, but depths is an immediate problem. And you can see them perched on one of those big mining excavators, kind of sitting gargoyle style up there and watching all this happen and scanning the uh, the surroundings to make sure that no one kind of interferes with it. So if you try and stop whatever's happening with that, Deaths is definitely going to try and stop you. But most of their attention seems to be on that excavation pit itself and not necessarily the landing pad. Interesting. Yes. That tracks with what I would have suspected, yeah. All right. They're obviously here because of this. Yeah. So that's your biggest threat. It's your biggest immediate threat. William, how about you? What am I doing? Yeah. Um, so I assume I have eyes on the ship? Yeah, you can, now that you're outside of this main facility, you can see that there's that big excavation pit. There's, you know, mining equipment. Um, and there is a little landing pad with a shuttle that looks <coughs> very similar to the one you came in on. All right. Have you summoned a demon to protect yourself? I haven't, but I'm about okay. to. So I think my plan is I'm going to summon up a demon. And I'm going to grab around myself. Um, and then I'm going to grab Darren and I'm going to rocket as fast as I can. Okay towards said ship. Is that yeah. sounds yeah, about right? I think that is. I think that's perfectly fine, but I am going to have you unleash your powers for that because I do need, okay, do. So even though it's a so basic thing? It, okay. In this case, yes. Okay. So cool, that cool. said, you are using magic on the moon, which means... You know what? You're welcome. Uh, Steel <coughs> weakens further. You can mark twice. Fantastic. And that actually fills up one of those tracks. I figured so, it would. Nice. Uh, so here's what happens. So as you summon this demon around you, first off... Well, you don't know if I've done that yet. Oh, that's true. Go ahead and, go ahead and do that. Unleash your powers. Um, yeah, I'm good. Okay. Uh, eight. Okay. So it's either a condition or unstable or temporary. It doesn't need to last long. And okay. I, that we, we've established that they can okay. move pretty fast. Sure. So. Yeah. so I think I think narratively the way that I'm going to work this is that it's unstable, but not necessarily a bad way. So as you summon this demon around yourself, this does not look like one of your normal. Oh, uh, good. Nice. That works in my favor. This is very very different. Darren, what you see uh, as William does this is kind of this greenish-black, slick-looking, very fleshy-looking demon. Instead of fingers, it doesn't seem to have any kind of bone structure. It's just whipping tentacles with claws on the end. Um, I want this all the time. And it is covered in eyes everywhere. And what's worse is that when they blink, there are teeth. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Okay. Good thing uh, Lenny's not here. Eyes and teeth simultaneously. Eyes and teeth. Oh, and as this happens, you can see you can see that this seal that is in the center uh, of this excavation pit has three concentric layers, and the first one completely crumbles. And you all have a little uh, a little moment where something assaults your mind, and this is everyone here. So you're in the in we'll start we'll start with with Barium. Okay, you're in the hub fighting Axiom. Yes, and both of you like mid punch just stop. And kind of reel back. Okay. And what you see is kind of this impossibly writhing mass of tentacles and a beak. Darren. Oh, lordy. As you are just noting that Crushing Depths is where they is, and that you can probably get past them without a whole lot of trouble, and as William's horrifying new demon swarms up around him, your mind just flips off for a second. And as it is flipping back on, you can see a large mass of muscle tissue pushing up from under some sort of stone pillar, and a head rises with one eye directly in the center, and no other features. And William, 
As you pull this demon up around you, you feel it starting to like infiltrate your orifices. It's not just around you, it is trying to get into you. And as you do, you both feel and sense fire just all around you. And this is almost like a push back against it, and you see a huge winged form blotting out the sun with fire in the middle of its wings. Pleasant. Anyhow, let's get back to the hub for a sec. <laughs> sure. So after that, Axiom is kind of like shaking his head. Uh-huh. And wheels back, what are you doing here? Is Axiom trying to pierce my mask? <laughs> Axiom is, uh, as an adult hero, doesn't have to do that. I guess that's fair. Yeah. Axiom is just asking you. Okay. I'm not really sure anymore, but what I want to do right now is take that thing out. And he kind of like shudders a little bit. And you can see like, not knowing that there's no one in that suit <laughs> yeah. now, you can tell that like, it's trying to reboot its servos. It's not like whatever happened there just frazzled it a bit. Sure. So <laughs> he is uh, slightly vulnerable if that means anything to you. It does. The first thing I want to do, though, is pierce the mask on Axiom. Sure. Now, I will say, you can either, you can do one or the other, because you're not going to have time for both. Yeah, I don't want to overwhelm him. I want to pierce okay. his mask right now. All right. I have plans for this. We'll see what Go happens. Go for it. You could take out Axiom. I could take out Axiom, but we'll see what happens with this. Okay. That is 9, 10, 11. All right. So, on a 10 plus, you get to ask three of those questions. What do you want to know? <clears throat> I also want to use my bull's heart, since Axiom is my rival at the that moment, is true. to ask additional question if Axiom can ask me a question. Axiom will definitely ask you a question. I assume he will. Okay. Okay, so I want to ask, how can I gain influence over you? Uh, how can I get your character to merge with me? And <laughs> what do you intend to do? Let's kind of start from the bottom. Sure. So how can you gain influence over Axiom? Ultimately, this Axiom is kind of a hard line, good versus bad, right mm. versus wrong. Okay. And right now, you are definitely on the wrong side. So yeah. by assisting Axiom in uh, capturing your other two uh, friends here, basically by, by turning a leaf, right? Interesting. You could gain influence on Axiom by, okay. by showing him that you can make the right choice. Got it. Uh, how could you get Axiom to merge with you? Not willingly. That's uh, fair. Now that this suit is its own being, it does not want to be part of another being again. That's fair. Okay. And what do you intend to do? Well, in the short term, knock you the fuck out. Okay. In the second, in the second immediate term, capture your friends. Uh-huh. And in the long term, probably not something you could answer right now. That That's fair. That's enough. Well, Axiom just asked me a question, and yeah, I get an yeah, additional yeah. question. Uh, so I think what Axiom wants to know from you is, do those questions have to be on this list? No. I think the question Axiom wants to ask you is, who are you really? Because Axiom knows that you've hit him enough that he yeah. knows that there's, there's not hands, this is claws. Yeah, yeah, So basically yeah. Axiom is, you know, who's under there. Okay, yeah, I'm willing to give him the image of, of us fighting before. And what do you want to ask? I really want to ask if he has any weaknesses. <laughs> but I mean, you can ask that question. I, I will ask that question. All right. So as you're doing this, I think the way that this works out is that TDOS has been kind of, uh, you know, poking around mm -hmm. in Axiom specs. And there is a very small back door uh, into Axiom's system that would allow him to be shut down. Okay. The upshot of this is that it would erase his personality. 
Interesting. <laughs> so you could trigger this, but Axiom would kind of cease to exist in this form. Interesting. Okay. Oh, that's so, a dark implication. That is a so, dark implication. So I'll let you decide what you want to do with that, because at that point, Axiom has finished resetting himself. Yeah. And is going to... <laughs> I think I know what he's going to do. <laughs> I don't know that you do. Oh. Because I think at this point... Now that Axiom knows who you are, Mm -hmm. priorities have shifted. I got it. Because you can take a hit, your friends can't. And Axiom takes a step back and just rockets in the other direction through the wall. So this place is now decompressing from two directions and is very swiftly probably going to uh, become very unstable. Yeah. But you know that Axiom is now going after your friends. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, back out on the moon. Hi, Darren. Hi, William. What you up to? Unless uh, Darren wants to tell me differently, I am going to... Continue with my plan. Okay. Just are you just heading to that shuttle? I'm going to rocket to that shuttle, if, okay. assuming that Darren will still let me carry her. <laughs> what do you think, Darren? <laughs> Covered in eyes, as I currently eyes am. and teeth, eye teeth. <laughs> I can try and reinsure, reassure you. No, uh, I'm, I'm thinking. <laughs> okay. And it's, it's half baked, which is why I'm not sure. I think Darren would have a very different reaction to what's happening to everyone else because of her planet. Because Darren comes from a planet where there are planet-sized gods in which are appeased in brutal ways on her planet. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. <laughs> I want to unlock my moment of truth. Have you have you taken that advancement? I have. I have. So you would like to use your moment of truth now? I think I'd like to use my moment oh, of truth. Oh, boy. What would you like to use your moment of truth for, Darren? What you doing? This is your moment. First off, read out the text of your moment of truth. You embrace your home and call them for aid. They will answer your call in force, arriving exactly when you need them to turn the tide. They fight and serve for the best rest of the battle. Of course, when all is said and done, they'd probably like to take you home with them. You did, after all, just prove yourself worthy. So, not only are you proving yourself worthy, you're calling for aid. If that is how you want to play that. If you want to play it in a totally yeah. different way, that's also fine. But that is kind of the base moment of truth for this. So yeah. What, so what are you doing? I would like me to somewhat recognize this creature as similar, not of my planet, but similar to nope. it's an ancient god I, that has not been appeased or spoken to in the right language for millennia. And I figured this out. I'm not going to make a run for it. I'm instead going to choose to help to free it and to appease it myself. Okay. okay. And I'm going to do that by taking off the cloak so it recognizes me. I'm going to transform into my natural form and I'm going to speak in my language to the god. What are you going to say to it? I'm going to address it in my language and say, uh, old one, I don't know how long you've been here, but it has been too long. Let me appease you as as recompense for what you've gone through. So you you talk to it. There have been a lot of, you know, like tectonic stuff going on. It's definitely waking up and moving and that's shaking the moon with it. Mm-hmm. And for a moment it stops. And what I'd like you to do is... Let's say that you have successfully pierced the mask on a 10+. plus. So ask me three of those questions in regards to this, this creature that you are interacting with. What do you want me to do? Oh, what do, you, what do you intend to do? You get a vision of the moon cracking in half. And just before you see what is emerging from it, you see the, uh, the red gem that is normally in Horace's chest. You see that kind of erupting into flame. Okay. So am I to interpret he wants to kill Horus? You can interpret that however you want. Sure. But that is what you intend to do. Crack the moon in half and something about Horus's gem. 
How can I get your character to be appeased? You see that same... It kind of moves on from Horace's gem, right? Mm-hmm. And you see it split off into three pieces. Okay. There is one very similar uh, in shape and size that is blue, and there is one that is a bit larger and more uh, diamondoid that is green. And you see all three of those rotating around and then being lowered into that pit. So if you if you bring them these three things, they will be appeased, whatever that means. Okay. How can I gain influence over you? You see yourself throwing William into the pit. What? <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Whatever he's got going on, it wants. Do I recognize the gems from anything? You recognize the uh, the one that belongs to Horus. And not recognize the other two? The other two, two you haven't seen, though. Okay. I want to make a deal with an old god. Okay. I'm still speaking my language, but I'm going to say, I can give you, I'll give you William, as long as he will not be harmed in exchange. I'll bring you these items that you seek in order to seek appeasement. I think for this one, I am going to need you to provoke someone, uh, but do it with Freak, All right. because uh, these are not earthly creatures. I am guilty, just as a heads up, so it's okay. minus two, but I... My, my people freak, are guilty a second. <laughs> my Freak is plus two, so it's zero, so it's a, just a flat roll then. Better than doing it with Mundane then, right? It's true, it is better than doing it with Mundane. Seven. Seven. I think... What they're going to do, they're going to instead err, and you will gain a critical opportunity. And the way they're going to err is that as you offer up uh, your friend, (laughs) they tune out after I'll give you William. Oh, no. And that thrashing begins, and you see a long, thick, just whip tentacle pop up out of that thing and start thrashing around. And it actually grabs Crushing Depths, who grabs onto that... uh, excavator that they are holding onto, and it is starting to pull this giant space shark dragon thing down. You can It's like moving the excavator. The critical opportunity you have here is it is distracted. They're okay. both distracted very, very much. Let's get back inside for a second, because you are still in your moment of truth, but let's put a pin in that for a moment. Okie dokie. Jackie, Axiom just left the building. Well, not knowing anything that's going on, I'm going to go after him. How are you going to do that? Just going to run out on <laughs> the I'm just going to chase him as fast as I can. Okay, that's fair. Um, so yeah, you, you chase him outside, and you can see that he has basically gone out the building and is now going up and over to bullet towards your friends. What do you do? I guess I'm going to try to run around the side and cut him off. I want to get between him and my friend. For that, I'm going to need you to unleash your powers, because Axiom is much, much faster than Yes, he is much faster than I am. Eight. Eight. All right. Do you want this to be temporary or unstable, or would you like to take a condition? I will take a condition. What are you going to mark? I will mark angry. Okay. Since I am angry at Axiom for having to make me do this. That is fair. As you barrel across the moon, your claws start like digging into the surface, giving you that extra traction, pushing you just that little bit faster than Axiom is uh, flying. And William, Darren... Darren is talking, but this being the vacuum of space, there's no sound. But you can see that as she is talking, her form is changing a little bit. Like, there are green tinges kind of coming up through the pink on her face. It's kind of similar to what's wrapping you at the moment. Uh, I start yelling at her, even though I yeah, it's, it's pointless. It's, it's, it's space. I know. You're yelling, but... The, yeah. the spirit's there. The spirit's exactly. There. That's, trying, that's the point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but as you're yelling at her, you can see coming up over the building a little blue glow that is getting very larger much, much quickly. Uh, <laughs> that's how, that's how <laughs> English works. English. I'm good at talking. 
words. <laughs> Much, much Axiom is on uh, is on a direct course for you. I get between him and uh, Darren. And as you do, kind of barreling around the side at breakneck speed, comes Barium. So you see Axiom about to hit William, and you're trying to jump in front of Axiom is what I understand? Yes. Okay. So are you defending or are you attacking? I think the way I want to roll this is as a, def- as a defensive one. Yeah, because, that's, that's fair. Yeah. So go ahead and defend William. Oh, defend William. I was going to defend Darren. William is in front of Darren. I guess that's fair. That's okay. on me. Okay, I'll defend William. Unfortunately, <laughs> William took that option out of the table. All right. So what is that again? Savior? Yeah, savior. Well, then, that's going to go well. That is a 12. <laughs> Minus two is 10. Good job. <laughs> if what? ever there is a time, I need to roll Would you like to add a team to the pool, take influence over William, or clear a condition? Well, I already have influence over William. I think I'll clear a condition on that What do you want to clear? I'm going to clear angry. So you jump in front, and how are you going to defend William from Axiom? My thought is I'm just going to sort of, like, deflect him. Okay. With, with like, my head or something. Okay, so, like, I push him off course? Yeah, sort of nudge him off to the side so he just goes to the side. Okay, so you push him off course, and he does a wide circle. Uh, So you have a moment before he's kind of, because that momentum is still... Yeah, keeping him from like directly changing course, but um, he's definitely coming back for another pass. Darren, you can kind of feel a sense in your head of happiness and uh, eagerness to have this thing that whatever this creature is in this pit has wanted for at least you know at least since it showed up and has been getting little tastes of this whole time, but hasn't been able to actually take a bite yet. But now you've promised to give it the whole thing, and it is just ecstatic. Uh, and it is trying to grab anything near and pull it in. Right now, it's got hold of crushing deaths. What are right. you doing? I'm going to employ a prayer my planet gives to the gods. Okay. Um, and this is going to alert, because every uh, of my species that understands this prayer will mm-hmm. feel it okay. and know where it's coming from. And so the other aliens of my race are going to feel it on Earth. Sure. And what are you trying to do with this? I'm trying... To appease it with our own prayers instead of trying to feed off of William, even okay. if that's employing... Uh, and the only people I know who can help me do that are the fellow brethren who are also going to be sacrificed together but lost our opportunity okay. on Earth. So you're trying to kind of like lull it back to sleep a bit. Yes. I think the way I want to work with this is... So there's an adult Even move. temporarily. So there's an adult move called empathize. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's when you openly empathize with someone you would normally roll plus mundane. But as in all things with this, I would like you to roll that plus freak. Nice. Nice. 12. So on a hit, they must either reveal a vulnerability or mark a condition, and on a 10 plus, you will take influence over them as well. And I think the vulnerability that gets revealed uh, is that as you are, you know, trying to lull this thing back into a sleep, it does slowly begin releasing crushing depths and retracting back into that pit. And you get some visions of a very strange-looking person in very old-looking garb with a falcon's head and a red gem in the center of their chest. And they are making a motion with their hands around what looks to be the actual moon, which gives you an idea of the scale of this. And as they do this, layers are building up around what you can see is this kind of crystalline vault and layers of moon are building up around that and eventually you have your moon and that huge like star-sized person reaches out a hand 
and places something over the tiny little aperture that was left in this. And you can see that that impression is what made this crater. So something down there is a lock on this prison, for lack of a better word. Okay, and those gems might unlock it? Could. Now you do see that this thing has that same gem in its chest that Horus does now. Okay. And after that has been locked in place, that huge, like, falcon-headed figure dissipates into stardust. And that is what you get. At that point, I think we have fulfilled the conditions of your moment of truth. Yes. Which is, in fact, uh, your people have been alerted that something is going on now, and maybe coming to bring you back as worthy. Okay. Because you did just do a thing that is worthy of, you know, coming back. Meanwhile, Axiom is wheeling back around for a second attack. Uh-huh. So, so like, what what's going on with the, the space monster? You can see Darren saying something. Yeah. And you can see it had a, there was a tentacle uh, kind of emerging from this pit, trying to drag Crushing Depths in, which is now slowly retracting back into that pit. How do I feel right now? About the same. You, I mean, no you said it was trying said. to, like, invade yeah. my, like... Yeah. It tried, okay. it, tried to meet, it tried initially. It hasn't been, you know, continuing okay. that. Okay. Or at least calming down for the moment. In that case, yeah. our issue is Axiom. Quite possibly. And or Crushing Depths, who is no longer being dragged into the Sarlacc pit. It is worth mentioning there is a third thing on the table, which is escaping the moon. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's still where my priorities lie. Now that Jackie is here beside Darren, and I don't have a clue what Darren is doing, uh, I'm just going to point, I'm just going to like look at Jackie and point to Darren and kind of like point down to the ground and be like, stay here. And then I'm going to take off toward the spaceship. There's a lot going on right now. Uh, it's not going to take you a whole lot of time to get there, and there's not going to be a whole lot of pushback at this point. Okay. Axiom is wheeling around to come at you because you have once again thwarted his plans. Yes. What are you doing? I want to assess the situation. Sure. Go for it. That's a seven. Cool. So you get to ask one question off of that table. What, what is the biggest threat? To you specifically right now, definitely Axiom. That said, now that Crushing Depths has been released, mm -hmm. they are spreading their wings and kind of like noticing that there's something going on over here. Okay. As for what they are intending to do with that, who knows? Okay. With that, I do get to make a soft move, which is to say That's that, uh, which is to say that Axiom, yeah, because Axiom is just going to be single-minded at this point. Axiom is trying to hit you. Oh, he's hitting me? Yeah. Okay. He's coming straight at you at this point. Because, then I'm, yeah, I'm just going to engage yeah. him then. Axiom's coming at you with a probably, you know, speed of sound punch at this point. Yes. What do you do? Well, I'm going to maneuver myself between him and Darren, and then I'm going to launch myself back at him with my own punch. Nice. Nice. <laughs> uh, so this seems like you're directly engaging a threat. That is the idea, yeah. I think, would you like to engage any of your moves? Yeah, I would like to do in a china shop here. Fair. I'm going to cause as much collateral damage to, to the, the moon. moon as I can. Fair. Yeah, I think that's the only one that makes sense. Fair. I just got it to calm Baby just, just went to down. sleep. <laughs> it's okay. As long as I don't use magic. We don't know if that's the only thing that's keeping it wakey-wakey. So that's an 11. So go ahead and pick three. What you want to do? Let's impress, surprise, or frighten him. Okay. Resist or avoid his blows. Fair. And I want to take something from him. What would you like to take? There's a part of me that wants to take his dignity, but... <laughs> <laughs> Spray paint. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's been carrying this around on the moon this whole time. Take his suit's integrity. Yeah, something. Uh, hmm. I'm not sure I want to damage the suit though. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Suits can be repaired. That's true. AI, yeah. 
intelligence is not easy. Sure. Let, let's like, can I like cripple him in some sense? Like, yeah, take his integrity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll do that then. You meet Axiom Midway, and the shockwave from that, I think, creates fissures along the surface of the moon. Probably blows William, you know, like back a little bit. Definitely uh, Darren back a little bit. Not in like a take a powerful blow way, but you felt that. It's pure energy. It's, I thought it was in the air. How did I is, feel that? It is kinetic force. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, so that's awesome. I don't care. It's comic book. Don't worry about. It. Tell us how that looks because this is kind of your your right. Yeah. So what I'm imagining is I'm going to get TDOS in on this. Okay, and I'm just going to get TDOS has a little hiccup in his programming. <laughs> Like Erase I, this whole thing from his memory. <laughs> I'm not going to, like, exploit his vulnerability yet. I'm just going to do just a, just enough to give him this, the tiniest hiccup. Okay. So it, it just, like, skews him for just the slightest mm-hmm. second, which gives me enough time to sort of slip around his punch and just smack him in the side of the head with, you know, all of my force that's coming into nice. it. Nice, nice. So I think what you do there is you hit him in the side of the head. I'm going to give you two options. You sure. can either hit him towards Crushing Depths or towards Darren. I mean, I think the obvious choice is not hitting him towards Darren. Fair. So I'll hit him towards Crushing Depths. Okay. So Depths had just kind of like taken a, a big leap off of that platform and was heading in your direction. And then Axiom hits him square in the chest at probably Mach 2. Sure. Uh, and the two of them impact the side of the crater opposite to where you're uh, to where you guys are which means you do have a more or less clear shot to the spacecraft William you get to the spacecraft what are you up to at this point give me give me sure. some on the spacecraft sure it looks very similar to the one that you came up here on uh, on to get here okay it is a very similar layout you did see it you know being piloted on the way up uh, there at the moment it's unmanned so whoever was you know piloting this down here wherever they're at who knows at this point can I start it? In theory, yes. Would you like to try? I'm gonna have to try. Like I don't. Fantastic. Know. Does my Phoenix watch tell me how to <laughs> pilot a military spacecraft? It does. Oh, not. Oh look, I get another piece of paper. It does not. Fantastic. Like I said, there are multiple custom moves for this. Yeah. So when you hijack a spacecraft, roll plus superior. You're definitely gonna use this custom move again at some point in this. Oh, game, almost right? certainly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but roll plus superior. Seven. Cool. So on a 10 plus, you're going to pick one off this list. On a 7 to 9, you're going to pick two. So I'm going to give this to you, and you can tell me which two of those you want to pick. Oh, lordy. So you are going to get this thing ready to lift off. Let's say for the sake of argument, as you are hot-wiring this, Barium, Darren, are you trying to get to the spacecraft at this point? Because you definitely have the opening to. It depends on if Darren is. Because I'm here to... Willem told me to stay here with Darren, so unless Darren is moving towards the ship, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to say yes, but I think I'm going to look back at Crushing Depths, and I think he and I... I think I'm going to recognize him as a... possibly a herald or a sacrifice for the creature that was meant to be or something like that. Before they anyone like gets yeah. remotely near, the yeah. person near me right now is Crushing Depths, right? They and Axiom have impacted the side of the crater opposite to where you're at. Oh, okay. So they're no a idea. good distance away from you. Okay, so I'm going to pick these two two things off this list. Uh, one, uh, obviously, I'm going to crash into something as I try and lift off. Because yeah. that just makes perfect that sense. That makes perfect, perfect sense. sense. Uh, so everyone, but it says everyone marks condition. I assume everyone on the ship, so me. Yes. I mark a condition. Okay. We're going to go ahead and mark hopeless. That just makes sense. At that this does point, make things sense. are looking a little grim. <laughs> a little bit. And also... Also makes sense. The cargo was not properly stowed. So someone is going to take a powerful blow. And you are the only it's one. It's going to be me. <laughs> Go for it. Oh, this could be real good or real bad. 
Yep. Well, that's 10 points. That's 12. Nice. Well. So you've got options. Do you want to remove yourself from the situation, flee, pass out, etc.? Would you like to lose control of yourself or your powers in a terrible way? Or would you like to take two options from that seven and nine list? Oh, my. Keeping in mind that you intentionally did this when there was no one else on the ship. I did. I did. <laughs> I really did. It was great. <laughs> in fact, that powerful blow uh, making you uh, pass out could be what made you uh, take the uh, crash into something. Yes. Yes, it could. Can I give ground right now? Is that even an option? You do, in theory, have three oppositions here. You have whatever is down in that prison, you have Axiom, and you have Crushing Deaths, which means if you give ground, one of them gets an opportunity. So the only way for me to really stay conscious, as much as I do love it when people lose control of their powers, I don't really want that to happen right now. Yeah. Um, so we're going to make this as horrible as possible for myself besides <laughs> that. I'm going to struggle past the pain and mark two conditions, okay. which puts me at five conditions marked. Fan- fantastic. Wonderful. Um, and also, I'm going to give ground, whatever that means. Okay, so your opposition gets an opportunity. So I think as this spacecraft is beginning to kind of like lift up a little bit off of the pad and wiggle a little bit, it wheels and hits one of those excavators, uh, but otherwise looks undamaged. Uh, so Jackie, Darren, uh, this, this thing is starting to move, which means... At this point, I think you can kind of get up to to, to board this thing. Okay. And it is a big, you know, transport shuttle. So there's a big door in the back that you don't have to, like, go through, like, a tiny... Yeah. It's a pretty quick process. And as you board, you can see uh, crushing depths on the other side of this crater reach down and grab something in Axiom and just start pulling it out. Uh, as that door closes, you can see... The Axiom suits start to glow a really bright blue. And as you lift off, there is a decidedly large shockwave. As to what happened down there, you don't so much know now. And we may not know until next issue. Masks A New Generation is written for Magpie Games by Brendan Conway. It is made of hijacked spacecraft, sacrifice, and IT. Entreat the colossal monsters locked inside the moon for a loan, and then use that loan to buy it. Crushing Depths appears courtesy of Landon Cornell, the MC of St. Flairpod. You can find him on Twitter at super underscore Landon1. Jackie Bear is played by Christina. Piero is played by Lenny. William Infernus is played by Jordan. Darren is played by Nan. Find her on Instagram at Nanjitsu. Apex City is GM'd by Jeremy, who also writes the music and edits this podcast. Our album art was provided by Fitzsimmons. Find them on Instagram at Fitzonomy. Find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, or the ancient prison which lies in the moon's core. Follow us on Twitter at ApexCityCast. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next issue.